0: Hey there, ladies. Welcome to In the Nitty Gritty, a podcast dedicated to women entrepreneurs who are juggling work, kids, relationships, and everything else nitty gritty. You're about to join conversations that speak to all the hats we juggle as we navigate this road of life as gracefully as we can. Wearing our favorite leggings, a messy bun with mascara and lip gloss on, we are holding our sippy cup filled with coffee that keeps us running to all the things so we can enjoy those little moments that make this crazy journey oh so worth it. Life is busy and full and messy, rewarding, challenging, ugly, scary, and so not perfect. But the dreams we have are vividly wild, and we are going to make them our reality. So whoosh up your leggings, ladies. Grab your coffee, and let's get real. And now, Melissa Rose, who's been known to throw some fruit and veggie parties at her house, a.k.a wine and popcorn. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of In the Nitty Gritty. Hello, hello. Melissa here. And I am always, always so excited to come here. And I get to be in your ears. And you guys, I don't take that lightly. So many options, so many amazing mentors and leaders and just... Beautiful people to choose from, and you guys are choosing to listen to me, so thank you, thank you. I am super excited about today's episode because it's with my dear friend, mentor, coach, mom, boss babe, Tina Pettis. Tina is a local friend of mine who has an amazing story that I am so excited to share with you. And I hope it resonates with you as much as it did me. It is just one of grit, of resilience, and just keeping on and going for your dreams, even though it may not seem like the path you're on is the right path, figuring it out and making it work for you. And she does a beautiful job of sharing her story and what she's learned. So before we dive into that, though, I want to do one of my favorite things, which is give a listener shout out. This one is from D-N-O-F-K-R. She says, practical, thoughtful, and funny information that you can really use. Great listen. Melissa gets straight to the point and speaks from the heart. Okay. Thank you so much. I love that you think this is funny because... want it to be funny. I take myself too seriously sometimes, y'all, and I love that some people find this funny, especially my little intros from my producer. They just make me giggle as well whenever I hear them. So thank you so much for taking the time to leave that review. If you have not done so, please consider doing that. I literally do a happy dance every time I get a new review, and they mean the world and help grow this amazing community of boss babes. Today's episode is brought to you by this new workshop that I am hosting. It is a visibility Workshop. It's a 90 minute workshop where I share the 10 free strategies that I have used in my business to make my business the top rated studio in the area. I am going to be sharing with you all my secrets, you guys. I don't spend a lot of money on Facebook ads. I Really do it these 10 free ways and they have been so successful for me. So I want to share them with you. This workshop will be on June 2nd or June 10th. It's on a Tuesday or a Saturday at 10 a.m. This workshop is not a webinar. This workshop is not a pitch because here's the pitch. It's a 90-minute Zoom where you get to interact with me, ask questions, and get the real deal. You'll get my email templates, my how-to strategies, and everything. If you want to be part of that and come on in and get all the goodness, I invite you to go to MsMelissaRose.com and click on the tab, work with me, and get your spot inside the workshop. Now I want to introduce to you a dear friend of mine. You know these stories when somebody is doing so great in one aspect of their life and they're crushing it and it looks like they're just doing an amazing job and then all of a sudden they change course and you're like, what? (laughs) Help me understand. I think those are some brave, brave people, because that is when it takes such boldness to say, you know what? This doesn't feel right. This isn't right for me anymore. It did. There was a time when it was good, and it was right for my family, but it's not right anymore. And that, to me, is... Such boldness. So Tina did that, and she talks about that in her story. She's going to share with you the nitty-gritty, the moment, the feelings, all the stuff, and talk about how she's journeyed through that. And I learned so much from her in this interview, and I look forward to sharing it with you. And I would love to hear if anything resonated with you, because I think she drops some major truth bombs, some vulnerability, and some great wisdom for all of us. So it is my pleasure to introduce to you Tina Pettis hey there everybody we are here with tina pettis you guys tina is a friend of mine i have known tina for quite some time and over the years we've grown to be friends and her daughter dances with me and she has been a mentor of mine for years before that. So it's really cool to now be in a mastermind with her and kind of encourage each other and grow each other and push each other in our businesses. And I am so excited to have Tina on the podcast. So thank you so much for coming and being part of the In the Nitty Gritty Tribe.
1: Well, this is like one of my favorite things. I absolutely love podcasting, having my own and then being a guest is easier because I don't have to deal with everything.
0: (laughs) it's so true. (laughs) Uh
1: And I love that. uh, It's so funny you say mentor, because I look at you now that we've been able to mastermind together and connect together. And I look at it as us all being able to really mentor each other and like guide each other in areas and strengths that each one of us has and can like bring to the table. And now I look at you, I've, you're so freaking inspiring with your consistency. And <laughs> like when I'm not consistent, I'm like, oh, Melissa's watching.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, I am. <laughs>
1: yep. Always, always. It's good though. That's why, I mean, okay. So when we formed this mastermind together, I know we're just kind of jumping into randomness, but when we formed this mastermind together, I purposely wanted to ask people that would stretch me. I didn't want people that are like, oh, Tina, you're doing everything so great. It's like, no, hey, Tina, where's this? Or what are you doing here? Or, and that's the power in that, which is actually scary, you know? I mean, really to put yourself out there. And for those of you that follow the Enneagram, I'm an eight. And so we don't really like to get super vulnerable. And so, you know, it takes the right people to be vulnerable with and people that just want to like love you. And that's for anyone, but really us eights have a hard time with that. So
0: that's so funny. We just talked about that on a different episode with podcast about masterminds and being around people. And that's one of my big mantras that I have being around people that are bigger, better, stronger, bolder, braver, so that you are being pushed. So we know that, and we are all about that. Okay. So I want to get our people to know you a little bit. So Tina and every interview, I ask people this question, what did you want to be when you
1: grew up? Mm. A teacher. Like and, in the school system? Like, or... Yeah, that's what I thought. I mean, as you're in school, you have the examples that you do. They're the people around you, right? And so at that time, when I was you know, younger and forming the ideas of what I wanted to be, my dad's job shifted quite a bit. And he owned companies and then didn't. And I saw like the stress of their life, my family, you know, my parents' life. And crazy enough, this is such a weird little unknown fact. A lot of people don't know this. My parents got divorced and remarried each other. But the reason why is my dad was a business owner. And it was a super stressful situation. I'm sure there's lots of backstory that I don't need to know. But that was really the biggest part of it. So for me, I didn't even have that as an idea because it was a stress piece. My mom was always a really, really hard worker. She still is. At the time though, she was a stay-at-home mom. And so a teacher was who I had, you know, my grandparents were retired. I didn't know what my aunts and uncles did. (laughs) So that was my example. Now looking how I'm raising my own kids, I'm so excited that they're able to see so many different entrepreneurs and career and all of that, because you see what kids write down as what they want to be when they grow up is like, I want to be a firefighter, police officer, or a teacher, because that's all they're really introduced to, right? So anyways, long story for a small question, but teacher. And you're still teaching. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: You're teaching in a different way. Still teaching. Okay. So tell our listeners about you, your story. Mm Kind of your journey through entrepreneurship. You have had a lot of different curves and pivots and changes (laughs) throughout, and I want people to hear that. And I also want to hear what lights you up and what really gets you excited right now in in life. So
1: tell us a little bit about your journey. Oh man, okay. Do we have all day? No, (laughs) we have about. Yeah, <laughs> I'm known for seven minute podcasts, so <laughs> well, I'm already there. Um, lots of editing. Okay, so I started. I was working in corporate. I thought I wanted to climb that ladder. I realized real quick that that was not my journey. My dad, like I said, is an entrepreneur and you know business owner, and I knew I needed something that I could do on my own. And so, long story short, on that one, I had decided to start a marketing and design company. You know, I graduated with a design and, and marketing degree, so I started this a marketing design company. And it was really based on social media because social media at that time, it was 2008, 2009. It just come out for businesses. So I was like, Oh man, I saw a need. I knew that business owners, like I could see my dad, right. All right. And I could see the other business owners I knew and think, uh, yeah, right. They don't even understand how to log into Facebook. How are they going to understand how to step into the you know, world of marketing their business on an online platform. And now, I mean, that sounds so crazy as you're listening. That was even not even an option before, because now that's really our main focus, right? But it wasn't, people weren't used to it. And so I stepped into that and started to talk with business owners. I knew brought them on as clients and we managed their social media, design work websites. I mean, man, talk about a roller coaster ride, just within one business, you are shifting and changing stuff every couple of months, you know, things are shifting daily. They could have been shifting, but there's no way to, change business every day. So we were always shifting our offerings and and services for clients from, I mean, even in the beginning, you may not remember this, but even like Facebook profiles, they used to be like long and skinny. And so that could be like, beautifully designed. There used to be like landing pages when you landed on a Facebook page for our business, which was graphically designed. And so that was our big offering. Well, all of a sudden Facebook takes it away in one day and you're like, crap, okay, switch, right? Well, I had that company for 10 years. I closed it a little over a year ago now. You know, I had to grieve that side of who I was because that was my identity. I put that first for a long time. My priorities were really out of whack. Business, business, business. I fit some family, friends, and husbands in there somewhere, maybe some faith. During that time of owning that business, my idea was that I wanted to start diversifying my portfolio, start purchasing other businesses. And I had a really odd sense of reality of how that would go down now I joke about it, but I can put myself back in that moment, and know my vision for it, and it just wasn't what I thought it was going to be and so I made a really quick decision to purchase it and a really quick decision to close it so that was an 18 month plan. I also joined in with another friend who wanted to start a new business, so I was partner with her on that. And again, it was another one of those things like eh, it wasn't my passion. I wasn't really stepping into it. It was more like, Hey, I'll help support and be a part of it. And I got out of that as well. So that what that leaves me with is what I'm doing right now. And about five years ago, I got introduced to doTERRA essential oils from a neighbor, kind of like how we all get introduced to some sort of network marketing, right? Someone's like, Hey, buy this stuff. And you're like, okay, sure, I'll support you. And what I didn't realize in that moment is how much I was gonna fall in love with the product. But I also, you know, got approached by her quite a few times about the business side. And I was like, dude, for real? Everybody has asked me. I, every network marketing company, I've, I feel I've been approached by all of them. I mean, sales has been a strength for me. I didn't I didn't believe it. I didn't have the belief that sales was a big thing for me, but I I am really good at sales, and so I, I understand now them wanting to approach me about it because I, I it was a strength, right? And so I said that to her. I was like, you know what? Everyone's approached me about this. I'm in my lane. You know, at the time, I only had my marketing company, and I just said you know i really want to stay here well when i bought the hair salon i was like dude there's a place for you to like teach classes at you can come teach classes you can help me build my team if you want and i still don't have to be the oil lady that's exactly what i said to her well <laughs> i already told you guys the end of the story like this is all i do now so now i'm the oil lady but really my passion behind it is that I get to coach people. I get to mentor people in the business side of this. And that is really my my strength. And so what lights me up is that, I mean, watching other people grow. I mean, I didn't even realize, like, I really enjoyed having employees, but I didn't realize how much I didn't enjoy the fact that people were working for a paycheck and an hour for dollar sort of situation where now when I get to mentor people and educate people, like they could surpass me in income level. So watching people grow in this business has been such a blast.
0: I love it. And your doTERRA is the vehicle to do that. It could be any business, but The coaching of people. I love that. And watching other people's success. I totally get what you're saying there with employees versus coaching people. You talked about your transition, but I now want to drill down a little bit into the nitty gritty and you had a really successful brick and mortar. You've been wrapped up in this. People know you as Tina, the marketer, the strategist, the business owner, the entrepreneur, who's just crushing it in this lane. And then you switched to something completely different. So talk about how did you decide to go all in And what was that moment like? And what made you do that?
1: I think God knocks a lot. And then finally, he's just like, forces other people to like push doors open. (laughs) You know, he uses us and uses other people to like get his message out is how I viewed this, how I viewed this journey coming down. So I was slowly transitioning Tenacious. That was my marketing company, slowly transitioning that over time so that I didn't have to, you know, have as many employees or as many clients because I knew that it was wearing on my family and, and all of that. But I I never, I said, I will never not have Tenacious. It's the perfect name. It's the perfect business. It makes sense. It's, you know, like you said, really successful and I won't ever not have it. Well, a couple little things, random things happen, but one very significant story, which it was like the weirdest situation, but my hubby's best friend, dad. So like, that's how stretched out this is. My husband's best friend's dad wanted to meet with me and talk to me about the business side of doTERRA. Now, generally that I do not do meetings like that. I really, truly want people to love the product fall in love with the product, sell the product. But he wanted to talk about the business opportunity. He had heard how successful we were and wanted to learn about it. He came to my marketing office and we're sitting in my office. I walk through the entire, you know, we have guides and all that, you know, kind of marketing materials. And in that marketing material, it, it shows our different stepping stones within the company, all the different levels that you can reach. Well, he knew what level I was at. He can clearly see what that person makes. And so when he's leaving, he looks around my office and he's like, what are you doing messing with all of this? And he kind of spins his finger around in my marketing office when you're making this much money over here in doTERRA. And I was like a little two-year-old in that moment, like little toddler brain. And I was like, screw you. I can do what I want. Like, I didn't exactly say that. that's what's going on in my brain. thing. So I sit down back at my desk and it was kind of rubbing at me, you know, like I listen It just takes me a little while to like actually believe that someone else could have some truth. (laughs) So I sit down at my desk and I always have my planner. Actually, I have it right in front of me right now. I always have my planner wide open just so that I can always get back on track. I have a little ADHD. So I always have it open. Well, on the bottom of this particular planner, it has a quote on every page. There's a quote. And this particular quote was from a pastor named Francis Chan. And it said, we should not have fear of failure but of succeeding at the wrong thing. I mean, this was a matter of like probably five, 10 minutes, right? That he says this, I sit down at my desk, I see this quote and I just started bawling. I was like, man, it doesn't matter. The success I've had in the past, if I'm not passionate about it right now, if I'm not really, it doesn't light me up, I'm not excited anymore. But man, I I had a lot of meltdown moments. I mean, when I left that office for the last time, you know, I was like, I'm ready, I'm going. I, I went to leave, I got in my car and I was like, man, that wasn't as emotional as I thought it would be. And then my husband pulls up and he's was like, babe, did you cry it out? I was like, no, I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. And he goes, no, we're going back into this office and you are going to cry it out. And I could cry right now, just thinking about it because it was emotional. There was a lot that happened in those walls, sad, happy highs, lows. And I just had to say goodbye. And I just sat there. He just like held me. He knew I needed to do that. And I just let it go. And then I was like, okay, next, you know, and at this time, doTERRA was already paying our bills it was already enough income i didn't need the tenacious income anymore it was just simply my pride you know now i'm a network marketer anyone can do it which is cool and sucks at the same time <laughs> you know but that's where i'm at and so i just you know finding my own lane in what that looks like is actually sometimes a daily journey i am who i am and you show up wherever you're at you know you bring your skill set and your tool set wherever you go <sighs> teared up with you
0: because I totally get it. Totally get it. And that's uh, when it starts to feel heavy and weighing you down and you know, something needs to change. And their pride is the one that gets in the way. Such a big one. You talked about figuring out your voice and is that kind of the nitty gritty right now that you're feeling or, yeah. you know, you're growing, you're figuring out, but you talked in the beginning that you your coach, I mean, you genuinely are Tina. You mm-hmm. are just this mentor and coach and encourager and driver for people.
1: So what is that yeah. nitty gritty right now for you? I realize that my niche, my niche is so tiny that's the part where it's like, oh man, so this might be only like 300 people that I'm speaking to. And so when I look at that, it's hard for me. And that is the nitty gritty for me is that I'm like, oh man, but I want to be able to reach the masses. And it's like, no, I actually don't. I mean, I've worked with people I don't want to work with and I don't want to do that again.
0: Um, We always worry about getting more and more and more, more clients, more people in their doors, Mm -hmm. more this, more that. But taking care of who we already have and who is already here. I'm a big believer that the people that are here already will take care of you. And they have done that for my business. Not so much worry about getting the more and the new and the fresh, really taking care of the people you have now because they will bless you and take care of you.
1: I realized that the people that I've already brought in need my attention. I just took some time these last couple of weeks to write some handwritten cards out to the people. No beautiful marketing thing. If you guys could see this, Melissa, I'll show you, but it's just like a dorky little on an orange sheet of paper. And so I just went like, hey, I'm going to start writing this out and start loving on the people that I know need that from me right now. Our podcast is Mompreneurs Boss Babes. You're a mama. You have three beautiful, lovely
0: children. And so any wisdom nugget? Maybe it's a book, maybe it's a quote,
1: maybe it's uh, some wisdom that you received that you would love to share with some moms. My life hasn't changed a ton, you know, during the transition of home and kids home, but I did realize that my kids needed to be on my schedule as much as my business did. And because it's real easy (laughs) to just keep sitting in front of this computer and cranking away and our business is exploding right now. And I know that's not the case for everyone. So I say that kind of softly. I'm really happy. I feel blessed. But my kids needed to be in my schedule. So I have a business schedule and a personal success schedule. And I needed to define what those things were that needed to be put in my calendar. So you'll love this. My son, he comes into my office a couple weeks ago, actually, and was like, Mom, can I have about 30 minutes on your calendar? I was like absolutely bud when do you want it he goes well you know for easter i got these like cartoon book where you get to fill in like and make your own comic and he goes i want you to be the one who helps me draw my comics and i was like great dude and at first i was like oh my son has to make like a time in my calendar but at the same time i was like no he understands the power of scheduling getting in there. So then just yesterday, he goes, mom, I wanted to make sure that you have Saturday at three on your calendar, because I want to do about 30 minutes and I have a plan. He goes, and then he tells me, he goes, mom, could you be ready with an idea for tomorrow (laughs) so that we can spend that 30 minutes Actually, drawing and not coming up with the idea, and I was like, "Dude, you are going to be the best manager ever." Oh my gosh,
0: <laughs> I am just dying and loving that so much. He knows
1: you, and he is oh yeah speaking your language, <laughs> and you have trained him well. I think that is awesome. Well, and then you know what annoyed my daughters, you know, Timley and Preslin. They were mad. They're like, "What? I wanted to do something with you," and I was like, "Dude, you should have got on my calendar. <laughs> like, I'll send you, I'll send you a calendly link. You know, like." <laughs> when we were, you know, having to be teachers, I was like, I know the kids are going to have a lot of projects. I know that they're going to have things that they have to do with school, but I want to be a part of something that I can direct them on. So I told each one of the kids to plan a vacation in the United States and that maybe we would do it at some point, you know, so plan it as if it might happen. Man, they got to business. Like they were on, they are obsessed with Airbnb. They're like looking at every house and every option and every little thing. So today, actually, uh, later this afternoon, they're presenting on Zoom to our entire family their new, like their vacation spots. And so fun. You know how much they learned off of that? I mean, hello, who I hate picking out travel, like looking at all this different stuff and figuring all these dates and times and prices they did a budget they did you know who can come what which rooms are they gonna stay in I'm like life lesson right there so it's little things that I have to as a business mama like that's super fun for me to then have them like organizing all that because that's so real life so I had to make it real for me
0: amen I love that idea oh I'm still on that and I think everybody else will too that's so good. so great so fun Thank you, Tina, so much for joining us today. This was so good. So many great nuggets. And just, I really wanted to talk about your shift because that is true for so many of us. We go down one lane for a long time and we're successful and it's really, really brave and scary to pivot when you are perceived very successful in one area. And um, I think this will resonate with a lot. So tell our listeners how to get a hold of you.
1: Yeah. My favorite spot's Instagram. So I'd love you to come over there and say hi. It's just at Tina Pettis anywhere. There's no other Tina Pettis on this earth, which is pretty awesome. But it's T-E-N-A. So yeah, come say hi. Awesome. Thanks so much, Tina, for your time.
0: All right, guys, we'll see you next week. Peace. Hey there, guys. Real quick, if you are loving the podcast, could you do me a huge favor? Would you rate and review this podcast so other people could find it? That is the best way for people to find more about In the Nitty Gritty. Thanks so much. Peace.